Hello, weebs, doing old, and welcome back to Gateway to the Universe, the podcast that aims to guide an anime novice to the weird, wide, and wonderful world of Japanese animation. My name is Sam, a self-proclaimed anime expert, and with me, as always, is our novice, Will. Hello, everyone. We're talking about anime, and uh, yeah, we're doing. Oh my god, really? Yeah, um, we're actually trying to stay current this time. We're not gonna. We're gonna send this episode <gasps> out in about. Uh, like in five minutes time it's going to be edited five minutes time yeah it's going to be edited oh gosh i, I um, better start editing it's go live. send me your files will come on <laughs> just yeah need, we should have just streamed Google it drive updates hey our new we, we, we should have just streamed we should have just streamed it straight to straight to oh may we could do that you know like that we should actually like on a cast if, if you want to consider sponsor this A-Cast, as an option i'm pretty sure a cast has the ability to just put in we love you a cast um our uh, uh, intro music and everything and then just record straight onto there and then it's like done um so maybe that's something we look at in the future oh, wow. and so then we, and then we, sam's job is redundant we, and we, we can should. sack you as editor yeah um <laughs> oh finally <laughs> you don't get paid as now much, i can so. just be a uh oh no wait you're getting paid wait wait what <laughs> no no this what's is what's happening here <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, I feel like a world of possibilities just opened up and then suddenly got <laughs> torn away from me in the same breath. Sam, you're talking bullshit. Oh you, you're talking nonsense. Uh, what, what did you want to talk about today? I feel like you had some topics of conversation. I did have something, um, and it's it's slightly anime adjacent, um, but it's also uh, more to the content uh, absorbing experience uh, that we all love and. Uh, buy into um what i wanted to talk about uh before we get into the nitty-gritty of today's episode which you all have seen in the title we're going to look at a few uh, autumnal anime um Ooh. is i want to ask you will have you ever been to a 4dx <laughs> cinema have you ever have you ever felt like this where strange things happen are you going round the twist round the twist i wish i knew what you were talking about <laughs> you don't know that show I honestly going around the twist. Um, no, going around uh, the twist. Yeah, it was like a CBBC. Was it on Disney Channel? No, was it, it was a CBBC, a CBBC production. Thing? Yeah, and it was um, oh, it was is where strange things no. happen. Um, it was great. Yeah, I think it was just called Round the Twist. It's a great show. Anyway, um, twist. big up anyone who remembers the show um, and the awesome theme music. Big up. Anyway, what I was asking what did you say? Conventions. Was, uh, have you ever been? No, not conventions. Oh, what did you say? <laughs> like almost the polar opposite. Oh. Have you ever been to a 4DX cinema? Oh, no. 4DX. Have you ever watched anything? Yeah. Have you ever, ever watched something in 4D? I mean, when you say 4D... Now, don't, don't come at me with, oh, 4D is time, so everything's 4D <laughs> if you think about it. No, I don't want that garbage. I mean, like... I wasn't going to say that. Have you been to a cinema where... I feel like you were. I wasn't. I was going to say. <laughs> I feel like that's I'm sure they called brand for you. I'm sure they called the um, the Shrek uh, show in Orlando Disney 4D because they like sprayed water and smells and stuff at you. Well, that's exactly it. Have so you have been to one? Have yeah, like to, in circa tw- twenty two thousand and four, maybe like oh, when seven <laughs> and the technology was uh, you know top draw. <laughs> <laughs> and you've just got Shrek Look, I'm not gonna on screen, the te- and then this little puff of air in your ear, <laughs> like is him farting, apparently. 
I'm not going to lie to you. The really technology massive. hasn't advanced much since then. Oh, but brilliant. I wanted to know, like, have you act- have you done one of those yes. before? So you you went to the Shrek 4D experience. What was your opinion of that? Did, well, it, like, it doesn't seem to be positive. I mean, I was I was very young at the time, and I think I think I was probably about ten at the time, and. Even then, I remember thinking, well, this isn't very immersive. I can tell it's just like a machine here blowing in my ear. Um, and the filling yeah, room, firing air. It was, it was an experience. I wouldn't say I was exhilarated by it as a 10-year-old. I was sort of like, ah, so this is a thing. And I remember feeling like ah, it felt a bit cheap. I have and a bit now. Sort of, yeah. What, what, what was your experience? And what was your theme of your 4DX thing, cinema? I, I've done 4DX before. When I first came to Japan, um, I watched the uh, Evangelion versus Godzilla um, 4DX, and and the whole room moved, and like somebody would oh, bleed sweet. on the screen. Okay, and spray that seems with a water. bit better. At least the room's yeah. moving, which was really really cool. Um, and recently, one of my favorite anime of all time, Tengen Topper Gurren Lagann, got a 4DX release for the 15th anniversary, and so I went along to watch the first com palation film and i really enjoyed it mm. um i thought that getting to see my favorite show on the big screen was really um exciting and being able to smell um, it was interesting even i mean i mean i got the musk of the main characters just filling my just this metallic smell time. throughout the every show. time just they they blew up a robot i could like i got blasted in the face with fire and wind and still I plucking shrapnel out his eyes that's okay yeah but the the whole 4dx aspect of it um the reason i went to that one versus just a regular 2d showing was because there was a special artwork card because of course i need as much collectible as possible you need the collectible Uh, yeah i need the collectible so i went to see it in 4dx and you know i was really immersed in the movie side of things but the 4dx part was really just there yeah yeah like the camera would pan across and the seat would like lean and i'm like i don't think i need this for this exact thing there were moments <laughs> when a character would get punched and the seat would just and then you would get instead punched. of just vibrating at, but actually though <laughs> like they actually did there was like some sort of piston in the oh my god that would like did you have to sign bang. sign like an agreement that like you know you were healthy and didn't have no. back problems or anything like, people, like, it's like an old lady said, getting no punched women, in the no children, seventh vertebrae. No there was an old dude who I heard go, ah, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like halfway through. And I'm like, yeah. are you okay? What was really interesting was the fact that there was another dude in front of me who'd uh, bought popcorn. And instead of just giving him the box, because obviously your seat's going to be rocking around a bit. He had the box, but they wrapped it in a bag. To make sure that even if you did jolt, like the popcorn's not going anywhere, it's inside. Good, this yeah, bag. yeah, that's good. That's what you want to be doing: scavenging yeah. around in a plastic bag for bits of popcorn. That's great. Yeah, just so exactly not not living what, up to uh, expectations. Okay, just to flip it, one last thing before we move on. Yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah, um, one time when I did do this and it was really effective was when I went in a simulator. Mm that was for Formula One racing Ooh. and it took you around like a flying lap with like, I don't know, Art and Senna or somewhat. No, it wasn't Art and Senna. There wasn't like... Not like Silverstone or something. Yeah, like, like it was at Silverstone or something Kane. like that. And and I think I think this simulator was probably when I visited Silverstone and they had like a track day stuff going on. Um, and it moved and it, it vibrate. Like obviously they say like when you're in the car, 
that you feel every little bump and like the vibrations and they've got like mm. dash cams not dash cams but like helmet cams now on formula one cars so you see and feel the vibrate not feel but you see the vibrations as they're going around so this was like really putting you through your paces and it did like proper throw you around from left to right and like and oh, and it wow. was um like every little bump you could feel and it was quite bone rattling and it and that was like mm. seemed really fit for purpose for like but that was more of a simulator rather than like, like a laser focus yeah like. yeah yeah really specific on what they were trying what experience mm. they were trying to give you and i guess that's like with all the disney rides that are simulator-esque there's like there's, there's quite a few i can't remember them off the top of my head but you know you're in a dark room and it's just the machine throwing you around as opposed to um, mm. actually going on a physical roller coaster I really enjoyed the. Uh, I and it, this was kind of rare when I was growing up in the UK, uh, but it was the uh, the not the pod racer. It was the X wing. It was the X wing yeah. um, arcade machine. Oh yeah, you had to put like a couple of quid into it, and it like it was on hydraulics and it was throwing yeah, around, yeah, yeah. and you're like you'd be steering it, and it felt like you're actually piloting uh, this thing. We've got some of those in Japan. It's like a mecha game. I don't know the name of it, but. It's like 500 yen and you get about 30 minutes and it feels like you're inside oh, a wow. Gundam. That's good price. And you're just like firing around. It's so good. That's what. That's the problem with arcade but games to- in general because like we went to the arcade the other day. We were going to Nando's and so we just stopped off at the arcade because we didn't need to wait for a table because you can't book at Nando's because Nando's is ridiculous and there's always a queue. Um, but it's so good though. It's so good. <laughs> I don't mind waiting. We'll go play I, oh. Need for Speed, the arcade <laughs> game. So it's, it's new arcade. And you know it's new because I can pay with my I can pay with contactless. I can pay with Apple Pay. So I paid with Apple I'll Pay. Just tap in. Just tapped in. You only get one race, and that's the problem with these like arcade games. You get like mm-hmm. sod all time. But it was animatronic, like it moved and it threw you around in the car. And it was pretty impressive tech for an arcade. I was like, this is actually a level I expect of arcade. Like you felt like you were driving. Most arcade games, when especially racing mm. games, I'm like, I'm turning the steering wheel and the car is turning. Oh, I mean, I mean like just, a, ju- yeah. I'm in a seat and I'm, I'm just like, yeah, I, going through the motions, yeah. right? I could just let this steering wheel go no, and it geez. would get to the end. Yeah. Um, but no, it's impressive. Anyway, mm. <laughs> that's 10 minutes of uh, anyway. simulation anyway. stuff. <laughs> simulation stuff. Just before we move on. Yeah. Um, like to kind of like drag it kicking and screaming back to the 4DX experience. Yes. Um, IMAX. Yes. I don't know. This is just it, it's a it's a bit random. Mm. But IMAX is it worth it? Um. Personally, I don't particularly like it. I think there's this whole thing about any sort of you know um the human eye once once it's immersed in like a screen size like your brain. Mm. then registers that as like the content and it doesn't really see the difference. So like when you've got like a small screen on your phone. Yeah, it adapts, right? Yeah. When you're watching something on your phone, as long as your eyesight is relatively good, your brain doesn't see like the pixels. It <laughs> doesn't see the, the <laughs> it doesn't see um, it as like a particularly small screen. It just like you are immersed in the content. So I don't really see the point of IMAX, especially because I don't like... I think it's, mm. I've got um, poor vision in my left eye. So like, I don't think it does justice to what's on the screen for me. So maybe I'm biased, um, mm. but I don't know, maybe. Um, okay. Okay. Another side tangent. And I know we're getting way off, to- way, way off topic here. Um, have no, you, I you, love it. Have you heard of um, an artist called Taylor Swift? 
Oh, uh, wasn't she the one who did the uh, the goat scream song? Yes, it's like a big meme, right? Yes, yeah, she did the goat scream <laughs> song. Yeah, yeah. Um, she's kind <laughs> of a big deal, and um, she she's done a live tour that everyone's been trying to get tickets for in the UK, and because people haven't got tickets, now it's in the cinemas. They've they've put it on in the cinemas as their live tour. My partner wanted to go, yes. so we looked we looked at going yesterday, and it's twenty quid a ticket. To go see a perform a, a show a, in the cinema, a, a recording of a concert, and we haven't gone yet because I'm just like, and and the kicker <laughs> is you've steadfastly said no. I no. Sa- I said we w- I said we would go, but then we started. Then we went in and uh, we're sort of um, we were on the fence, and then like fifty um, like eleven year old girls walked in with their mum on a birthday party, and we and we were kind of like. Maybe, maybe maybe we give oh, it. Oh, I don't want to hear that. Um, uh, yeah. Um, so maybe we go to a late showing when like kids are in bed, um, <laughs> or like a really early one. It's, it's <laughs> well, like they're not going to be here yet. Yeah. Um, but I, I was astounded that they were going to charge that. And the kicker is, I pay fifteen pound a month to have my Odeon Unlimited. That Your wasn't counted. Cinema club wasn't did, didn't didn't count in that. Well, not even a discount on it. So, what? like, it was 20 quid on top of my £15 a month that I pay it already, wow. which is annoying. Like, cinemas aren't doing that great. They could have charged to just do... Tw- like, the cinema wasn't full. They're like, on the on the thing, there was seats galore. Mm. No one had booked. There was probably, like, 10% of seats that were taken up. I'm like, bring the price down. Taylor doesn't need any more money. She's doing great. Well, you say this. Apparently, um, so... I follow a few um, other creators who talk about cinema and uh, movies. And apparently, uh, this Taylor Swift concert recording, <coughs> Cinema Billions. has single-handedly... Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Well, it looks like it could make a billion dollars, yeah. which is unprecedented. Yeah. And Taylor kind of has got amazing... Like her, like whole thing is like her the contract. She's yeah, getting. yeah. She's getting huge money. She's getting. She, she's making bank. bank. She's she making so much. It's ridiculous. It's it's insane. Because and you're charging me twenty quid. You're charging me twenty quid to go see. Like who? Who are you? Like come on, seriously. It's Taylor, Taylor M F Swift. Apparently, it's ridiculous. But this is it. Like it's it's. She has single-handedly saved this one cinema chain that has been um, floundering in America. Um, cinema's dying, man. Like, we know cinema's dying. Cinema, I mean, we, we've known this for a while, but I mean, with the, the writer's strike and the actor's strike, the, act, the actor's strike still hasn't... Look at us being topical for one. <laughs> the, <laughs> the, yeah. the, the, the the actor strike still hasn't been resolved. resolved. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, the deal is worse. The writer strike has been resolved, and so now people are writing shows. Mm. But the protections for actors and I must admit this is the thing that I thought when I, I I knew about the writer strike and I knew about the actor strike. I've I've invested more mm. research into the writer strike. Why are the actors striking yes. again? So this is the really interesting one, and and. From any kind of layperson, me included, like looking at it the first time, it's like, oh, well, the actors are doing fine. Like, I don't, no, I realize there are other actors other than the multi millionaire, <laughs> you know, top draw Hollywood actors. Absolutely. And, and, and that's who this strike is for. It's for background actors, it's for stuntmen in particular, oh, stuntmen yeah. and women in particular. Yeah, they like need. who are putting their bodies on the line 
Um, it's about protections against, uh, and Disney are guilty of this, AI scanning. Mm. So scanning an actor's face and then having them as a CGI background actor in shows. And a show just came out recently on Disney Plus where these AI scanned background actors are there. And you can tell because they look really kind of weird and rubbery. Um, but it's like you turn up for the day, you get paid $100, you get scanned in a machine and that's it. Your likeness is now free reign for like crowd scenes and like whatever and the current strike is working to stop all of that yeah, happening. yeah. so arguably obviously the writer's strike was a big deal because you write for a show you're the person who makes the show as popular as it is you're the one making the content the plot everything mm. that's a big deal but the actor's strike is so focused on the little guy and everybody is trying to like hand wave it as, oh well, Gerard Butler and Jamie oh, but Foxx don't need like that's any more. Got things. to be that. That's not going to last. That's not going to last. Like no one, I didn't, I didn't even know the actors what the details of the actor mm. strike was, but I could have said that it's clearly not about the big actors. Like like that. That why would mm. that doesn't make any sense? Clearly, they're but making that's what money. They're trying to push. Oh, yeah, but it's that's no, what, that, that's no what one's going to buy that. And it's, if anyone is listening to this podcast, please don't buy that that rhetoric. Like that, that's clearly not the case. Why would like Chris Hemsworth is a lovely dude. He doesn't need any more money, and he would happily, you know, do this for the for the little guy. You know, I've spoken to him on occasion, and he seems he bought my house. <laughs> he bought my. House. He gave a kidney to my sister. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> top top bloke absolutely i love chris hemsworth yeah <laughs> um wow 20 minutes of news well five minutes of news and wow. 15 minutes of four and then rambling yeah okay uh let's move into um the content the meat of this episode which is going to be um God. this week's autumn anime uh we've got three shows to discuss yes. And we're going to pick them apart. Well, we're not really going to pick them apart. We're just going to give our thoughts and feelings, I think, on it. And uh, see what each of us, how each of us felt. So, Sam, everyone take a breath. Yes. Hello. We have first our first show, which is sometimes known as the Holy Grail, Shangri-La. We have Ooh. a... A, a isekai. A, a, a bird man. It's an isekai. <laughs> let's not be about the bush, Will. It's basically Sword Art Online yes. without the stakes. Let's let's just get that out of the way to begin with. Well, and so far there's here no we stakes. Are with... I, I've only watched the first episode so and far, so far there are no stakes. Um, I agree. I've watched two episodes of this. Okay. Um, I have seen episode one and two. Um, and yeah, uh, what's going on here? What is Shangri-La Frontier? So... Um, they're tr- it is basically sword art without the stakes because, but but they're trying to give it this like little weird, you know, kick in an alternate direction because this guy, the main, the protagonist, who is our cool, let's project ourselves mm. onto him. He doesn't like mainstream games. He likes the I rubbish, like crappy, regular games. Yeah, the crappy games. He likes suffering, um, with mediocrity Pain. and um, just. Bad design. Bad design and bugs glitches. and glitches. Yeah. Um, and that's his, like, thing. He's, he... For that one moment. <laughs> for that one moment that he can punch the NPC yeah. character at the end of the game. And I think it's all based on the philosophy that by making yourself suffer, you appreciate the good times. And, like, after he completes the game in the first um, 
in the first episode, he's like, oh, I feel free. And you know what? <laughs> There's a lot to be said for that. It's like... Um, it's like when monks make the stand under like waterfalls for like yes under hours, waterfalls like for hours freezing. Hours. Like it's like an ice bath, isn't it? You make yourself suffer, wake yourself up, and it's like ah, now I'm ready to go get. It's like that like shock of reality. I can see another um, level. And I, I yeah. you know, I think there is some weird sense of satisfaction from like putting yourself through something and to come out the other side and be. Um, revitalized but um this is obviously done in quite i mean a why do you way. think i watch so much anime wow okay so this <laughs> resonated a lot with sam we always it there, always there, does... was a, there was a level there <laughs> this is i always question <laughs> sam's motives when it's when he sticks with shows that are just objectively poor and now we have wow, our answer they're just now awful I, now i could see why it's like <laughs> it's just so i get that sense of revitalization after the fact um, yeah, yeah, fair. So, so I can feel like when when a absolutely base level decent show comes around, I can just go, "Oh yeah, I enjoyed that." Yeah, I enjoyed that because I watched the absolute worst of the worst last week. <laughs> yeah, but for this, um, I have to say, pause the idea of somebody who seeks out like purposefully bad media. And then them coming into what they keep uh, referring to as a god game, the yeah, Kami yeah, yeah. game. Um, it's, it's pretty interesting. And the fact that he's reveling in such, I guess, for most people who play modern video games, even like if you're not savvy for RPGs or MMOs, like the fact that you can fight a monster and get EXP or um, you can have your character like parkour up a tree or, or something like that we take it for granted quite a lot yeah yeah so was, to have this guy this what's wrong with game, uh, modern society people people only expose themselves to god tier stuff so the critics become so much more nitpicky mm. um you know we talk about it in film Absolutely. as well like even us talking about this show um <laughs> you've shown us some dross i guess uh to be <laughs> blunt um <laughs> but but <laughs> That gives us some sort of comparison. Whereas I think when you go on X, uh, formerly Twitter, um, and you look at sort of anyone's sort of views on big mainstream, like Star Wars and, you know, whatever else is coming out, Marvel and um, all of these big shows and things. It's either zero or ten, right? Yeah, people either. but And again, the the zero is critiquing it in comparison to all of those other god tier shows and i feel like those people potentially mm. aren't experiencing the dross as much as others and yeah. not, and that's not necessarily a bad thing i'm not saying like everyone needs to watch the dross because especially when you're talking about like disney and these big huge companies they should have higher standards right mm. like they've got bags of money yes. they're spending bags of you money on these shows you expect a certain level of you quality you expect a certain level of quality but yeah interesting to see this sort of um this this boy, this this young adolescent who wants to just battle through these Dross games. And then he finally gets this God-tier game and he's like, you know what? I'll give it a go. And he is a- amazed and enamored by the the quality of and of the you know the um software, like yeah, like the the mm. the glit there's no glitching, there's no um Weird and, and there's cool little cutscenes, isn't there, where he's like doing the the chibified version of himself, um, like getting stuck in all these situations, yeah. and that's quite funny. Yeah, 
clipping through the yeah, walls yeah. and like that like out of the map and stuff yeah and, and and for most people like i guess of our generation maybe um we would have played games like that like dude i don't even think it's gone kind of vaporware like I, th- I think like you know you look at gta I, online and stuff and, and things like that that have famously like people have like you even when i mean i guess that is our generation as well like that is a generational thing because it's not like you know it's still probably running the same engines as it was back then but like it, it's oh yeah it's there are still games out there Ten where like glitching is a GTA part five baby part of the game um yeah. But, yeah it's like nowadays if, if something's glitchy then it's automatically like decried as being the worst thing ever but back in ps2 xbox gamecube era if you picked up a game, like you couldn't just connect to the internet and like update it and get rid of the glitch. Like if that was there, if I clipped through the map, like that was an event that, for me that, to talk that, about. That was the, that, that like, was that was the highlight. Like the amount of times on yeah. San Andreas when I <laughs> drove a car into it's the swing. San Andreas, my god! I think it's San Andreas where you drive a car into the swing set and it pings you across the map, like flying yes. at hundred miles an hour. <laughs> like the amount of time I went I wasted hours doing that. I'm not even sure what I was trying to achieve. It was just very satisfying to ping <laughs> vehicles, ping vehicles <laughs> as far as you possibly could, and see who could get the furthest. Why not? Like, I'm yeah, sure I sat so there with my friend we, and literally was like, right, you have five goes and then I'll have five goes. And we just kept going backwards and forwards, uh, yeah, and see driving into... The <laughs> what a waste of you. Who youth. can get into the military base and get a, get a fighter yeah. and then escape without... <laughs> yeah, you got to get to, you got to get to five stars. Is it five stars or six stars? Seven stars? Five stars, I'm fairly five confident. Stars. Seven stars, good Lord. Yeah. Um, sending, <laughs> sending the FBI after you. Yeah. But yeah, no, and... and and this, I think, um, with Shangri-La Frontier, as a first episode's um, mini review, I think it really captures that idea of a gamer who plays games that aren't in the zeitgeist. Like, you're not just playing FIFA and Call of Duty and mm. stuff. Like, they're actively seeking out weird Japanese RPGs or, like, weird games that have so does he like been released i like i i completely appreciate that and i think that's really kind of novel but the problem we have is that these games also cost money so i think what what why people don't do this as much like i think if i had maybe like a membership to like a game thing where i could just go and get swap like a like a swap service you just go and take it for a few weeks and then bring it back have you heard of Blockbuster? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right. Um, where you could just like rent but something. Thing, for a and I bit. think the show, the show does set that up. Like mm. the the majority of the games that he's getting, he's picking up from the bargain bin. Yeah, like, yeah. Th- they establish that these are games that are generally seen as being of poor quality, so they are cheap as chips. So he goes in and he gets. I don't know, like the first game that he has, the uh, the the one with the princess. Yeah, yeah. He buys that, and they say that he's been playing it for like the past couple of weeks. Yeah. So he's spending maybe a fiver to get this awful game, and he's playing it to death and finishing it all the way through. And I think that speaks to me on a level where, oh, I'm now I'm back in my teenage body. Mm. I'm 13 again. I get one game per like six months. Mum and dad are like, oh, we're in a good mood today. We're going to buy you a game. What do you want to get? Yeah. I have to choose something yeah. 
under 40 quid and I'm like, okay, yeah. I can't get any of the AAA <laughs> games. I can't, I can't buy God of War. I can't get Mirror's Edge. I can't buy like the most recent yeah. hot selling thing. I've got to go to the bargain site. I've got to go to the secondhand section. Okay, what is here? I don't want to play Call of Duty. That's two generations behind. What Dude, I feel like get? I feel like your oh. your your, like, your your mental <laughs> schema is all over the place here. Like under forty quid, that was premium back in the day. Like that, you are not paying now, back fifty in, yeah, quid. Back in like the day. now, it's sixty, sixty-five, yeah. seventy quid. Games is back seventy then. pounds for the. For, I, I I looked. The new Spider-Man game is seventy. Quid. I know. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, what is God. happening? Like, it, I don't even get a disc anymore. I don't even get the box. I don't even get the, like the manual in there. It's, it's just, just a code just a inside code. the box. No, I, I, I just buy it from the store. It's just digitally there. Like, I want a phys- can I print it out from a PS5? I don't. I don't think so. Like, I want something physical because of that. Are they going to send me? That's it? It's gone. Ah, oh. yeah. Oh. It's a different world we live in. Games. <laughs> Absolutely. Um. So, kind of, I guess, final thoughts for Shangri La Frontier. Um, yeah. I final really thoughts, as if we've had any. <laughs> as if we had any thoughts yeah. about this game we're just talking about the world at large um i thought yeah you know good production values yeah. i like the comedy it reminded I me of beastar as at the beginning show... like the music the op was good oh yeah oh yeah 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 it's really heavy yeah like it's <laughs> yeah, surprisingly it's heavy um but yeah i think I, i'm kind of into it i think like the action sequences were really good mm-hmm. and I think as long as it can kind of lean into the gamer humor and also be an interesting action show, I think that this has some legs. I'm not sure how I feel about like uh, the the doting childhood friend who's not willing to kind of uh, talk to him real life, mm. but is waiting in the game. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure how I feel about that. Um, Wait, she's waiting in the game? So far, <gasps> I haven't seen that. Dun, dun, dun. You didn't stick around after the credits, did you? I did. <laughs> there was a big night, but we didn't see who was in the night. Anyway, next show. <laughs> um, okay, so final thoughts on uh, Shangri-La for me. I really enjoyed it. I thought the animation was really good. I thought mm. the pacing was good. Yep, I, I thought it was funny. I was genuinely engrossed in it. Um, but again... I just don't know whether it's got a unique enough spin on the isekai game going into a game thing that makes it like have the longevity. I'm not really sure mm. what the overarching plot is going to be at this stage. If it's if it maybe it's just like a romance, but do you know mm. what I mean? Like everything else and again with the has stakes, a hook. It's like yeah, like thinking back to to Sword Art because this is the progenitor of basically every isekai that has ever been. Um, Obviously, death game, if I die in the game, I die in real life. Whereas yeah. here, it's just <laughs> casual. Like, even with, uh, if we think back to uh, Log Horizon, yeah. which we watched. Yeah, yeah. Like, you c- could die in that game, but the stakes are, oh, you lose your memories of the real world. So you get more, like, invested in just the game. Here, it is just a guy living in a slightly more futuristic world, playing VR games. Yeah, yeah and it could be really good like um slice of life of... sort of stuff you know it could be more along those yeah, lines I, I i i can definitely see it as as kind of like a comfort show yeah. where you are watching this guy it, it, and again like we said it, it throws back to that that time that you first picked up video games and you started to play them and you you met these systems for the first time like getting to see somebody who's so used to crap games 
experiencing a good game, mm. it's like, oh, well, yeah, that's that's kind of cool. And mm. seeing him just play it and try to optimize it is kind of a, a fun dynamic. It but did, I don't it, know how long that's going to last. It did ha- have me look Googling and looking up Final Fantasy 15, though. So I guess it did something in my... In 14? My- 14 maybe have yeah, you heard 14. about the uh the, the critically acclaimed Look, final fantasy 14 with the free trial up up to and including heavensward and stormblood i don't know what any of those words mean but we can talk about that after the podcast because i do have some questions about that um okay next show we oh have God, gonna get you into final fantasy next we, show we have shy um i don't want to talk about this i'm a bit nervous yes Okay, so um, this, as far as I'm aware, is a anime original production uh, for this season. And the basic concept of Shy is that it is a superhero show. It is a show where every nation has a super-powered individual, which is that nation's hero. Mm. And it's my hero. In our first episode, we... It's... it's... <laughs> <laughs> it's my hero but on a more limited scale i think yeah um i don't know um what did you think about shy and the kind of the the, the journey of the first episode because it was weird man it I was weird thoughts. pacing um it was kind of weird with the pacing thank you yes i did i thought it was intriguing i feel like the first episode should have been like a season arc like it feels like yes yeah like um at least at least the first core or something because it feels like she we we learn about this character and then she goes through this depression and gets stuck in this hole because some someone on her watch died and then or she thought oh got seriously injured they didn't actually die and then she comes out Mm. of that by the end of the episode spoilers for the uh, for for shy Mm. and it's all resolved and then we've got this big long long-term plan now it's established that the world is under threat yeah and we've got and and she's fine now like she's dealing with it or or maybe not quite completely but like there's definitely a a big sort of epiphany and resolve to her mental um struggles that she had throughout the episode and yeah Mm. a hell of a lot happens but it's also like yeah, it's a bit. It's also a bit depressing at times, and it's a bit like, is this really <laughs> yeah. how you want to hook people in your show? Like, it feels <clears throat> like this. It, we want to feel for this character, and I think what they needed to do to sort of summarize my initial thoughts is have many have episodes where like it's intense, high action. We're getting following this character. We're falling in love with her personality, her sort of shyness, and like how that affects her life. And then, bang, maybe maybe at the end of the f- episode one, like the roller coaster incident happens. Like it's all it's all bubbling. Everyone's yeah. excited. She's doing her job. Everyone loves her, even though she's a bit shy. And then, boom, that happens. And then the next episode is all like mm. building into the recovery of like well, all the fallout. Yeah, all the fallout of that. But the way they do it here, it's just all at once. And I'm like, yeah, not really sure how how whether it works. Um, what about you? I completely agree with you. I think um, exactly as you say, like it feels really kind of rushed. They kind of do the big, um, to kind of link it to something else. Um, the Spider-Man arc of Spider-Man realizing that he can't save everybody, mm. but he's he's got to do what he can within his means. And they kind of rush that all within the first episode. 
of, okay, here's Japan's hero. Yes, she's shy. She's failed to save somebody. And after failing to save one person, she disappears for three months. Yeah. And for me, the... I, I, I get it. I think that's a really good thing for any superhero character to come to terms with is the fact that, yes, you can't save everybody, but you have to do what you can. Even Superman cannot save every single person on the planet at any given time, but he does what he can. And him coming to terms with that is often a really good story. Mm. That's what makes it a good character. But here we're fed that in the first 50, like less than 15 minutes the first 10 minutes of the show are is shy having to deal with that and her then sitting in her room and being depressed and then some random russian lady teleporting into her drunken russian lady there's there's no stereotypes there at all (laughs) absolutely not oh she loves vodka and she's tall and blonde like yeah sure that's not that's not russian at all (laughs) christ and i mean that in itself keeps building more questions just like like why is it that each country has a hero why is like what is it that means that hero <laughs> comes into the world like yeah but again but again hero, i'm not sure whether that's like a criticism that's just like another question we have um, i don't think it's yeah i think that's that's a question that i'm assuming they're going to answer later mm-hmm. on but also to kind of focus back in on the um the issues I have yeah, with the, the heart speedy heroes yeah. arc, like, I think in any other show, if that had three or four episodes to breathe, if we got to see Shy going and being a hero, running around, actually saving people, and like understanding what what her powers are, because in that initial scene with the roller coaster, I don't know what Shy can do. I no, still don't yeah, know yeah, Shai no, I don't really. She's got. She can fly a little bit. She's got like a jetpack yeah. that she can kind of use, but also she's maybe a bit more durable, but she still succumbs to smoke and fire and stuff. And so... she can she can fly without the jetpack, but the jetpack it's like I'm 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 sort of magically in, in infused with, with the ability to fly, but if I need to go quicker, I've got a mechanical jetpack fused to my back. Um which also yeah, works. But, and I can mecha. use that but it <laughs> seems yeah it's a mecca, mecca shy is a mecca it's, like, it's a mecca show shy is a mecca there we go like an end of discussion but yeah i think yeah the first episode do you know what i think their problem is i th- i think they they basically wanted to showcase and get to the alien space woman at the end but they'd had this great idea for this redemption arc as well not redemption arc but like this emotional arc of um we've got to overcome this you know like you said the spider-man story about we can't save everybody and they thought well we need to do Mm. one before the other but people won't stay with the show if in episode one we don't reveal this like long-term plan and this sort of space thing so they were just trying to do it all at once and showcase but i i really hate that i mm. hate the alien reveal at the end yeah it's weird isn't it? it it it's it's like it's trying to be justice league but you're still in the first episode like we we start as this street level hero yeah 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 who doesn't seem to be able to do yeah and then we get that yeah much, and then oh, suddenly so right, it's, yeah so you got you've got the street level um hero and then straight away you've got oh this other more much more experienced legendary hero coming in to support that's like a season that should be like 
way down the line. That's that's like halfway yeah, through this. Yeah, that should be like halfway arc. through. Yeah, th- then you get help from the heroes, and then maybe by the end of season one, you get this reveal that there's this like bigger, bigger world at play. But they've just done all the steps. Like, where do you go from this? Uh, yeah, like how do you build? Like, yeah, I don't know. I I I think its heart is in the right place, but it's just. I think it knows that it only has 12 episodes. (laughs) I'm guessing it probably only has 12 episodes. So they're probably like, okay, so we need to just like put this into high gear and just get everything as fast as possible just out in the open. It's a shame because I think potentially there's a plot there. It's just not being executed well at Mm. the minute. Um, But who knows? It might turn out to be a masterpiece. But um, we'll see. (laughs) I don't know, after that first one. Yeah. Shall... Okay, but that then leads us yeah. to, to our third show, yeah. which is... Beyblade X! Beyblade X! Yeah. Let's go! <laughs> Let it rip! Uh, Three, two, one, go shoot! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where's oh, the Let It Rip man. gone? Can't they use the Let It Rip? Because that's another Beyblade thing. Let I'm going to say to you right now, and this is going to shatter about Did it 20 die after years the first worth season? of... Uh, it, it was never there in the first season. What? It's in in Japan. It's always been three, two, one, go shoot. Let it rip was the Americanized version of Okay, well, of it's still that. better. Look at America doing it better. I, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. What a saying. <sighs> and... An all-time first for the <laughs> podcast that America has done something right. Oh, <laughs> uh, look at um, America but what did you think of um, uh, Beyblade X? Beyblade X. Um, I, just to kind of like front load some information that I know. Uh, we watched The Promised Neverland um, a while ago. Uh, the same character designer and author of the manga basically created the designs for all the main cast okay. of this and as well as the uh, monster designs for the Beyblades. Um, that's my one fun fact about this. Uh, uh, okay. What do you think of the first episode with uh, uh, Crow? Bird? Bird. 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 <laughs> yeah. Um, it was an episode of Beyblade. Um, look, <laughs> it, was definitely it doesn't start well. It doesn't start well. The CGI in this is not great. The th- CGI, the drawings, the oh, 3D the animation. the Bay Battles. Yeah, yeah, the Bay Battles aren't great. Uh, I, I say bring back the originals. Really? Yeah, no. yeah, yeah, I don't like them. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I agree. Yeah. No. Um, so, unfortunately, Beyblade's been like this since about 2007. Like, But it's so annoying. Like, it, 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 it feels was available. Like, the, like the, okay, so f- let, let's just go full gun home. I don't think, I feel like this show is... Um, just churning out another Beyblade show because they know that people will watch it and they know that kids will watch it. They are not trying for anything highbrow. They're not trying for anything that will entice an older audience. If they get some older audience, that's fine. But they're going cheap and, and you know, churn out some episodes that will hook the younger audience with the fast spinning tops. Like the dialogue, I think, is stilted. Yeah. I think the dialogue... The young audience. Yeah, I think the dialogue is like over over expository i think it's generally a bit yep. just clunky and is 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 just paint by numbers um i feel like if you asked ai mm. to create a beyblade show this is what they'd do um, <laughs> this is what they would do 
<laughs> it's got like a, a a prodigy of a of a baby the bad blader. guy with the with the the crunchy oh thing. yeah like, who, like oh, why is this guy crunching people's again. baby blades? like if he's a professional surely he's got like a, a league and sort of like rules and things that expect a certain level of behavior he why, is bringing why is he down at the amateur ranks he's bringing bringing the pros into disrepute he should be like just signed off you know, they, they should be reprimanding him for his, his poor behaviour and setting a poor example to the youths of um, this city. It's bad sportsmanship, to be honest. It's terrible sportsmanship. It's, uh, like, the league representative should be stepping in here. And, crushing. And, like, it's, it's, Absolutely. it's not the re- Why is the referee not getting involved? Yeah. Um, yeah. But, um... However... Yeah. I have... I have a slight, a slight counterpoint to that. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, okay. The counterpoint being... That spinning tops are cool. Why, why <laughs> do I spend? Why, they're so. <laughs> oh my god! For context, Sam has just picked up a huge box of uh, a Beyblade set, effectively. Beyblade Bay X specifically. Bay Blade, uh, merchandise and and related memorabilia. Look, I I understand, man. I get it. I, I watched the, the episode as well, and I thought, wow, this is the most... I was uh, just about to say, did you watch like... the episode? <laughs> or did you just go, Beyblades, <laughs> go did burr. you just buy the stuff? <laughs> Beyblades do go burr. Um, but yeah, I, I watched it, and then there was, there was a part of my soul that just kind of flared up, and I was like, <laughs> well, I, need, I need all of these. Sam, not to, not to sort of like um, jump on your parade, but... Um, Oh my god! No, 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 I'm, jo- I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> if you had actually pulled out a Beyblade, then any any Beyblade, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would have lost it. I know, I know. But I, yeah, no. I did contemplate buying some. To be fair, but me and we're trying to save money at the minute. I genuinely was thinking because last time we watched Beyblade, I looked at doing the same thing and buying a, a Beyblade to play with, and I'm like, yep. it would be fun to just for me and my wife to just like let it rip in the living room just every now and then. It would be quite cool. Um, but again, we are trying <laughs> Who's to save gonna money. Who's going to do the dishes tonight? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let it oh, yeah, putting some real life stakes on it. I love it. Yeah. I did this uh, at university. Uh, me and my two other housemates, uh, we decided most uh, household chores would be decided. Beyblade yeah. battles. Okay, cool. So you never did a chore in yeah. your life. Yeah. And you know in the pro. Pros. Absolutely not. <laughs> I was the master. <laughs> and now with Beyblade X, I can be even more powerful. No, I th- Again, watching this, I know watching it that it is an advertisement. And clearly, as an advertisement, it's worked remarkably well. <laughs> because looking down to my left, there's so much Beyblade stuff down there that I have. I, I spent too much money. How much? What, what is that? Wait, you've got the big box, right? And what's in the box? So Yes. What, what is uh, the... Well, in the box, yes. there is... The, 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 the... Okay. Oh god! Have you got a stadium? I, I'm about to have like a. So the the big box comes with uh, the blue uh, dragon Beyblade from of the course. first episode, yeah. um, as well as well as um, a launcher yeah. and a Beyblade X stadium. And the X stadiums are new because they've uh, designed them to have special teeth on the on the side. So if you hit the side at a certain angle, um, it fires your bay off and like speeds it up. Yeah, I don't believe exciting. that. Um. Uh, no, it does work. I have um done it, and it's actually really exciting. <laughs> like when your bay hits the side, and then suddenly goes like three times faster, 
and shoots into the middle. How? Is it battery powered? No. How, how physically, how can you it's create like, more energy from just hitting a surface? I don't get how... It's not so much that it's more energy. It's just that it well, kind it, of like... literally it, it is hits more in and the, energy. The, the, the teeth line up. Speed. Uh, I mean, I Speed guess Speed equals... Like, the teeth line up and then it just fires into the middle. It, I, look, I'm not a scientist. Will. Clearly, I'm a Beyblade enthusiast. Scientists are rolling, <laughs> and scientists. Are... It's cool as heck. <laughs> I want to see it. On top it. of that, I've also bought the, uh, the 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 main bays of the main characters, a booster set. <laughs> oh my god! And the um, how many bays do you have? And the uh, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. Oh my god, Sam! Seven. Seven seven bays. Why do you need seven um, bays? You live and alone. A stadium. <laughs> I may have realized this after I hit by. <laughs> Who are you playing um, with? Are you just <laughs> quick quick swap around playing with yourself. It's just me. I like I have to I like this is exactly what I did when I was a kid. I'm just like getting the bays, setting them all up yeah. so they're ready, and then I'm just being like, okay, three, two, one, bang, bang, bang. grab, bang. Yeah. I'm like hoping for the best. Like obviously the second one's gonna be at a mild disadvantage. Yeah. But with the but power you can rotation. of Beyblade X <laughs> and the new stadium. Oh my god. It should goodness. even the playing field. Look, I am mocking, but I am yeah. also slightly jealous. <laughs> <laughs> when you come over here, yeah, yeah, yeah. we will uh we'll decide we'll everything via Beyblade. Can we take it to the park and uh <laughs> put it in the middle of the basketball court and just like have like a street Beyblade off and like Pretend that Honestly, we're like... Honestly, like, the locals would be enthralled yeah, with sure. two foreigners they're the... sitting there. Just Absolutely. Like they're going to crowd lights. around. They're going to be cheering. Go, and it's going to be full, like, shonen style. <laughs> Honestly, I think it yes. might take us three episodes to finish uh, finish our first battle. Because it's just going to be that yeah. enticing. And because there's my be... willpower is in the There's going to be so many still frames of us just monologuing. <laughs> yeah. So to conclude, uh, actually, Beyblade X, terrible first episode. It is literally just an advertisement for the product. Yeah. But it worked. Yeah. Um, it did so work. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, I didn't see that coming. I don't know how to feel about that. No. <laughs> um, Surprise. <laughs> and I'm sort of now remembering that my initial complaint was, it's just targeted at kids. There is nothing here for an older audience. Yep. And then there's two 30-year-olds yep, yep, who yep. Uh, and, want, are planning to play Beyblades. Sure. Uh, honestly, like every, everything you said cut really deep into my soul <laughs> uh, until, and, until the reveal, at which point I feel like there was some backtracking, but also some, some onboarding as well. So yeah. Okay, so- look, I wasn't critiquing Beyblades in general. Beyblades are cool as hell. I was just critiquing the show. Beyblades are cool as hell. <laughs> just the show. Primarily show and not your... your- purchase choices uh we've looked at three different anime here uh three autumnal anime uh, that are airing now and i want to know will what show are you most likely to continue with and which show are you just dropping absolutely outright okay um well i'm obviously going to keep watching beyblade um <laughs> yeah it's the best one. No, uh, I need to see what new Beyblades there are that I can buy. I think I will probably drop Beyblade because I don't want to be buy spending all my money on Beyblades, <laughs> and I feel like that's what will happen if I keep watching. Um, it's too late. 
It took Sam one episode. I managed to, I managed to, you know, stay strong for the first episode, but I don't know whether my resolve can last another. Um, I will episode two, man. That's yeah. that's, that's where they get you. I will keep watching <laughs> potentially Shangri La because I think that at least was good production quality, and I thought that was quite. I thought the pacing and it the direction and. The story so far is engaging. Um, it's who knows where it'll go, mm. but I think that is the best of the three. Shy, I'm probably not going to watch. I, I think it, they tried, yeah. but I just don't think the storytelling is good enough. I think maybe like the uh, the like the animation itself is pretty good, um, and the character designs right. pretty good. Yeah. The art design is good. Yeah, but generally mm-hmm. the story is what's letting it down there. So. That's my takeaway. What about you? Yeah. Are you as sh- in in true sh- Shangri La style? Are you just going <laughs> to persevere with all of them and watch them all? Yes, yeah. yes, I am. Uh, okay. <laughs> look, well, uh, if if there's nothing else that I'm known for, it is that I will persevere with absolutely blooming anything. Um, I've watched the second episodes of Shangri La and Shy. I think. Of, I, I think Beyblade, I think it is fine to relegate that to just kids toy promotion. Like yeah. that is not a good show. No. It is going to be a comfort show for me. I think that that's something that I'm going to watch. Yep, still going to watch is, it though. Uh, to, 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 <laughs> you can color, you to can color it whatever into, shade you want, mate, but you, you're still watching shit. <laughs> to, <laughs> to come back to Shangri-La, like... This is my trash game. This is my trash anime. I'm going to watch it. It's going to be targeted advertising. Look at Sam try and get the around next the fact that 50, he's watching Beyblade X. <laughs> Beyblade X. And trying to make it like oh. seem that I'm not cripplingly addicted to <laughs> merchandise. Um, like, I'll watch that. It's fine. I think Shangri-La, I think, is the strongest of the three. I think it has the best jokes. The production values are really, really good. Yeah. I like that this weird bird-faced guy is just running around winning at a game. It reminds me of my brother, who's really <laughs> good at just breaking games down. <laughs> I'm like, I can see that being him 110%. Yeah. And then Shy... Is your brother ripped as hell as well? I'll stick... <laughs> Do you often think about your brother I mean, in, with a bird, prob- bird head and half-naked? No comment. (laughs) Don't say that. Please, please just say no. (laughs) Just say no. Just say no. Yeah, but I think Shy is probably the weak. Not the weakest. I think Beyblade is the weakest. I think Shy is trying, but it's just... Trying too hard. Even with the second episode. The second episode doesn't redeem itself. That's the problem. Mm. So I think Shy sits in the middle... Beyblade at the end and Shangri-La is something that I'm actually going to actively enjoy Hopefully. every episode yeah. of. Cool. So take take from that what you will. Yeah. No, I think that I think that's good. I think we've uh, come to some good conclusions there. So if anyone is going to watch any of these, go for Sh- Shangri-La by the sounds of it. Um, unless you, you want to put Absolutely. yourself... Unless you want to do a Sh- Shangri-La and suffer through the others. That, that, that's also your choice. <laughs> Um, but you but be warned you've heard it here um the other two are not in the same league um 
we are looking at profile. renaming and rebranding. So in the coming weeks, you may see some changes. We are. Um, yes. We haven't set on anything in stone yet, but um, we're trying to uh, just try something a little bit different. Hopefully you enjoyed this format uh, where we try to be a bit more current and be a bit topical with the anime we're discussing. And uh, yeah, if you uh, want to hit us up, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter. Although, again... Those names may change, but for now, they are gateway to the universe. Yes. Hit us up with what you thought of this week's autumnal shows. And um, we'll look forward to seeing you or listening, hearing you, um, speaking to you. Hearing. Yeah. Um, uh, podcast. Reading what you have to say. Yes. Um, I guess that's it for this week. Uh, uh, bye. Bye. bye.